0: Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Locked On Sunbelt. we got a great show for you today, but first, let me tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. Terms and conditions apply. Had a chance to sit down with the Biloxi Sun Herald's Scott Watkins. He's the Southern Miss beat writer for the paper. And how it's going in year number two of the Will Hall era. They picked up their first one of the season last week against Northwestern State. They play an out of conference game against rival Tulane, where Will Hall used to coach before he accepted the job at Southern Mist uh, the last few seasons. Uh, that'll be in two parts. And I do want to go back and talk about South Alabama's uh, press conference on Monday. Kane Womack, head coach Kane Womack. Had a sense of urgency, and I wanted to know where that came from. Not just did they lose to UCLA, missed an opportunity, but then you start to look at the schedule, and then you realize, hmm, I understand a sense of urgency. We'll talk about that in the third segment. But first, let's hear about uh, Southern Miss from Golden Eagles beat writer Scott Watkins from the Biloxi Sun Herald. Welcome back to Locked on Sun Belt episode number three. We're going to talk a little Southern Miss uh, with Scott Watkins, he is the beat writer. The Biloxi Sun Herald he covers the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Am I saying that right? Is it Southern Miss? Is it Southern Mississippi? Where do they go by it? Uh
1: the Southern Miss is fine. That's the shorthand. Right. Nobody wants to say Southern Mississippi.
0: It sounded a little bit long, but I, I got I got uh I got taught on how to say uh, Appalachian state, and then I, I still can't even say it. So I think I said it right then. And it can't be, you know, it's not it's not Lafayette, it's Lafayette. Uh it's not South Al, it's South Alabama, so. You want to make sure that all these uh, all these fan bases are uh, being pronounced the way that uh, they want to be, not the way I want to be. All right. Uh, Let's talk a little uh, Southern Miss. They did get their first win uh, last week. Uh, What were the expectations coming into the season in year number two of Will Hall?
1: Expectations is tough. Uh, I think most fans wanted to see and still want to see, you know, six wins. That's, that's kind of like the, the line for success this year. You know, if, if the team wins six, everyone's happy. Everyone is happy. Then, you know, everything's on track. If the team wins five, it's okay. Uh, the expectation really is to just get better. Uh, last year was so bad. You know, the, the, the scholarships were down to about 60. The offensive line was the worst in football. They, had, they literally didn't have a quarterback anymore by the end of the season. It was just bad. They just wanted to see improvement. People just want to see the team get better and uh, so far we we have seen the team get better.
0: All right, let's go back to that because I remember that didn't Frank Gore Jr lead them to a win as a quarterback being the running back or the other way around.
1: Led him to two wins at quarterback. That was awesome.
0: That was great. I thought that was a lot of fun. All right, fun let's talk let's talk about Will Hall cuz I see I just see and I know Will when he was uh one year he was an offensive coordinator for the Cajuns, and and then he went to Tulane and now he's with uh, he's with Southern Miss. He seems to be the right guy for the job. But when I see him and I see Kane Womack, I just see two totally different guys. Kane seems to be much more comfortable in his own skin, much more confident. Will just seems like he is hes trying to prove himself each and every day that he's the right guy for the job when I think everybody believes he's the right guy for the job and knows that he can't turn Southern Miss around because it kind of fell off a clip after they actually beat the Cajuns in the, uh, uh, in the New Orleans Bowl. I think it was 16. But you know, why Why does it, it feels like he's not comfortable. He's really intense. And uh, it just, it feels like every day, if I don't win something every day, I'm in big trouble. And I don't think that's the case. Cause I think Will Hall is the right guy for the job.
1: He just wants to win. That's all it is. It's because he has a history of winning and not just winning, but winning national titles. And that's, that's Will Hall's pedigree is winning division two national titles. So he gets to Southern Miss and, you know, you win three games in year one. And year two gets off to a bumpy start. It's it irks him. I think he just hates losing because he he's been to, he's a been he's been a winner everywhere. I mean he's and he's won at the highest level of of you know of Division two football. So that's what he wants to do. He just wants to win. I don't think he's you know scared about anything. I, I don't think that he's I don't know if he's trying to prove anything. I think he's just overly honest about you know how he feels. You know wanted to coach better and wanted to be better. And he's he's very open. He doesn't hold back about anything. Uh, that's just him.
0: See, I would look at it, and, and we're talking to uh, Scott Watkins. He covers, the uh, covers Southern Miss for the uh, Sun Herald in in Biloxi, Mississippi. So I, I'm a hashtag always a bright side kind of guy. And after they took their shellacking in Game One of the Will Hall era, uh, Will Hall era against the Kane Womack South Alabama um, team in 2021, you know what it was a four overtime loss to Liberty. I mean, that's a huge jump. I know Liberty's all over, you know, turned over with no Malik Willis anymore, but I presume that was a game they could have won. I, I, should they have won that football game? Because anytime you go into four overtimes, that's kind of a coin flip. How that game unfold? and obviously you're disappointed in losing it, but I would see where we were the year before and realize we've taken huge strides just to get to where we were, even though they came up short against Liberty. They should have won,
1: and uh, I say that because they fumbled at the goal line twice in that game. Oh, yeah, that right. they should have won. They turned the ball over not just twice; they turned the ball over five times total in that
0: oh, game. Oh, they should and have won the game. Yeah.
1: Just, just to go into overtime with five turnovers is amazing.
0: Right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. But they, 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 they absolutely should have won that game. So your hashtag always a bright side kind of guy too. I see. All right, see how that works. Uh, all right, so then, uh, then they hung tough for a quarter against Miami. Right, they actually technically covered against the Hurricanes. Uh, what would you make out of uh, out of that ballgame?
1: game? Uh, so the important thing there was Keys did not play because of a head injury. So they debuted their true freshman quarterback, and he did really well, all things considered. To you know, kind of be thrown into the fire immediately, having to play a Miami defense that's really athletic, really talented. He did, he did really well, and it kind of created this really interesting setup for. I'm sure you're going to ask me about the third game. Uh, the third game. Where Ty Keyes came back, and now you have a true freshman, Zach Wilkie, who had a really good day against Miami. And Ty Keyes is your four star quarterback that you swayed from Tulane. They kind of had, they kind of almost battled it out. It's like a quarterback battle against Northwestern State, is kind of
0: what the Miami game set up. Stay tuned for part two of our conversation with Southern Miss beat writer Scott Watkins from the Biloxi Sun Herald right after this message from LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain they have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Thanks for coming back to our conversation with Scott Watkins, the Southern Miss beat writer for the Biloxi Sun Herald. And so, and they got their first win against Northwestern State. They uh, they blew them out.
1: They did. Uh, they did everything that they're supposed to do. Uh, that's what everybody just wanted. Everybody wanted to see the Will Hall offense operate. Uh, smoothly in its entirety for the first time in his entire coaching tenure and that's exactly what you got they did not turn the ball over perhaps surprisingly for the very first time in the will hall era southern miss did not have a turnover in a game and Mm. they moved the ball very well they scored 64 points they everything that you wanted to see it
0: happened what about uh what about defensively where are their strengths on the defense
1: uh, they're a defensive team. They always were. It's a very good defensive team. I think when it's all said and done, because it's very early, when it's all said and done, they're probably top five. Uh, when Before the season, way before the season, I thought maybe top two, but the Sun Belt is just so loaded on defense this year that it's, it's really hard to say who's going to be up top. Um, I was just looking, in fact, through, through three games, half the league has given up 25 or, or fewer points a game, which is insane. Uh, but they're, they're very good defensively. They've got uh, – Five interceptions already, which I think is tied second in the league. And um, very talented on the back end. I think they've got probably the best pair of safeties back there. Uh, pretty good linebacker group. Very deep linebacker. They're, just, they're very good. They're very aggressive. They get after the quarterback. Um, they kind of, as I've, the way I've explained it to others, they kind of reverse engineer the whole process. You know, most of the time you teams will tell you they want to stop the run right away. I think what Southern Miss kind of does, I don't think they'll tell you this, but I think their whole goal, the first thing they want to do is make the quarterback uncomfortable. And they want to, they want to lock down the secondary and then key, on, key in on the run. And the stats kind of back that up because they do give up quite a few rushing yards. Uh, but when you get into the red zone against the Southern Miss defense, it gets very, very difficult to score because of that reverse engineering process.
0: All right, I happen to believe, and we're talking with Scott Watkins from the Sun-Herald in Biloxi, covers uh, Southern Mississippi, the Golden Eagles. I happen, going into the season, I thought the West was wide open. I know the Cajuns are the standard, uh, but a lot of those guys are gone, uh, either graduated or went to Gainesville, either players and or coaches with Billy Napier. Uh, They got off to an okay start, sort of struggle against Southeastern. Uh, Then they had a crazy game against was it Eastern Michigan, where the weather delay turned around the whole game, and then they actually got roasted by Rice, uh, pretty badly. Um, South Alabama looks pretty good to me. Who else do you think can compete in uh, the West right now?
1: Man, I have no idea. Uh, I know I know how Troy played against App State, and I wasn't expecting it at all. So
0: right, me neither. I, I'm
1: telling, yeah, I'm telling myself that maybe it was a fluke, maybe it wasn't. I don't know how to look at that game. It's kind of weird for me, but the West is wide open. I think Louisiana. The fact that they haven't played four quarters of football in a game in, in so long, and that was kind of the Billy Napier era thing is they they turned it on at the last minute or they, they just played a lot of really close games and, and squeezed it out. I think it kind of just all came back against them, against Rice, and if they don't figure it out, then the West is truly wide open. I mean, it could be South Alabama, It could be Troy. I don't know. I don't think Southern Miss was quite there yet, but, uh, but I think I do think that Troy and South Al are absolutely – Two teams that could challenge.
0: Well, I don't know how many big ball games South Alabama has had over the years, but if they take care of Louisiana Tech, although that has no bearing in the Sun Belt, uh, and we'll just say the Cajuns beat Monroe as they should, that'll be the biggest ball game in two weeks that South Alabama has had in a very long time because that's going to set the tone because they just don't have a very difficult schedule. They don't have to play the Marshalls, the App States, or the Coastals this year. They do get Georgia Southern on the road, so maybe that's going to be a tough game. They do got to go to Arkansas State but the last three weeks are Texas State at home then to Hattiesburg uh, and then they finish up with ODU so they get on a an hour and a half bus ride one time in the last three weeks uh, this ball game in a couple of weeks for South Alabama and the uh, and the Cajuns are are is lining up to be a huge stepping stone for South Alabama
1: and that's the counterpoint against Troy because they had to play App State and Marshall in back-to-back right. games as their cross-division
0: opponents there you go. Who, what about Southern Miss' schedule? How's how's that look?
1: I am a I'm a week by week guy. You know what we win this week. That's that's what's going on. But yeah, they got to go to uh, Coastal Carolina. and They got to play Georgia State at home. So, at looking looking around, you know the West. You can't really say that there's anybody has an easy cross division schedule. You know because the East is just ridiculous. And there's no two game set that you can look at and go yeah that's an easy one right there because uh, they're all going to involve a Georgia State. Coastal Carolina, Old Dominion, App State, Marshall, uh, James Madison. So, yeah, there's there's no getting around that. Um, But I think that the schedule kind of works out for them. There's no real tough stretch for Southern Miss. Uh, They get a bye week before they have to go to Troy, which is nice. They get Arkansas State at home. They get Louisiana at home on a weekday. They get Georgia State at home. They get South Alabama at home. It is a pretty good schedule.
0: Let's uh, wrap it up here with uh, Scott Watkins from uh, the Biloxi Sun-Herald. Uh, Southern Miss uh, going to Tulane. I'm wondering how that game got scheduled. Uh, Will Hall heading back to his uh, former stomping grounds. That's kind of neat.
1: Yep. They're going to play for the bell as well. There's a lot of neat things here. And you know, it's it's an old rivalry. These two teams played every year for like 30, 40 years or something like that. Southern Miss dominated the series. Uh, but I believe Tulane has the bell. They've got the trophy right now. You've got Will Hall. That's the second storyline, of course, arrived at Southern Miss from Tulane. And then the third one, Ty Keyes, was committed to Tulane. He was going to go and play quarterback. He was a four-star recruit out of high school. He was going to go play for Tulane. He committed to Will Hall. Will Hall left, with the Southern Miss. He's followed him. So that's another storyline. I don't know how much of Keyes we're going to see. Uh, the depth chart comes out on Wednesday. And I'm, I'm sure – actually, I don't know. I was going to say Zach Wilkie might be on top of it again. They'll both play. I think
0: both Wilkie and Keyes will play. But
1: there's so many storylines here. And uh, It'll just be a fun, a fun day, I think, in New Orleans. That's all I'm looking
0: forward to. Is that what you're writing about coming up this week? Just
1: a fun day in New Orleans, yes. Yeah, that's, that's all my story's going to be. It's just going to be my plans for the day, uh, what bars I'll be stopping at and uh, what, what kind of what scoring I hope to see from who. That's it.
0: What time is the game? Are we going to the bars before and after?
1: Uh, it's a very late game. I think it's – I, I want to say it's 6 o'clock. Uh, so oh, yeah, wow. there's plenty of time before and
0: after. Oh, there you go. All right, righty, Scott Watkins with the uh, Biloxi Sun Herald. I appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, stopping by and uh, and hopping on Locked On Sun Belt. Appreciate your time. Absolutely, thank you. All right, another special thanks to uh, Southern Miss beat writer from the Biloxi Herald, Scott Watkins, for joining us on Locked On Sun Belt. Right after this, we will talk about the urgency that South Alabama feels following their loss. To UCLA and welcoming in Louisiana Tech this weekend in the Hancock Whitney Stadium. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest on the National Football League developments, game matchups, news and podcasts, and week three lines. BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome back to Locked On Sunbelt. I do want to talk about South Alabama's sense of urgency following their loss to uh, UCLA and heading into a couple of games against uh, teams from Louisiana. First of all, Louisiana Tech coming into Hancock-Whitney, and maybe more importantly, although not according to Kane Womack, the Jaguars' head coach, uh, is the Louisiana Raging Cajuns in a couple weeks in Lafayette. This was Monday following the loss uh, at the press conference, uh, Kane Womack. You can sit there and look at the game and say that was a freebie. We took our shot and all of those other things, but we should have won the football game, plain and simple. We did not execute well enough, and we lost the game because of that. Then he goes on to say later on in the press conference, this is a massive week for us, for our program, to show we can go on the road for a couple weeks, that we can show up and be a responsible football team after a tough loss, and that consistency, if we can build that in our program, we'll take a massive step forward as a football team. He also talked about, and I think we talked about this yesterday, about could have and should have won. He thinks they should have won. I think they could have won. If they really wanted to know where they lost it, it was probably when they were up 17-6 to and let... UCLA scored 17 straight points. But what I wanted to talk about was the schedule is really in South Alabama's favor moving forward. If they do respond, if they don't wallow in what could have been a big win and be 3-0 and and looking at maybe 6-0, and if they beat Louisiana Tech, which I think they will, although the line has come down, it was... At one point in time, I saw 17, and then I saw 14, and it's 13 and a half. So, it's coming down. I'm going to – hopefully, it keeps on coming down. I'll I'll hop on South Alabama even more. But the schedule is just not that difficult. There's no Marshall. There's no App State, and there's no Coastal. They get Old Dominion, who is not easy. All right, that's not going to be an easy game, but it's the last game of the season, and it is at home. They've already beaten Virginia Tech and – could, maybe should, have beaten Virginia. And then you have Georgia Southern who's beaten Nebraska, and that won't be an easy game either. That is on the road in Statesboro. But this is the schedule that the Jaguars have. Louisiana Tech at home, then they go to Lafayette to take on the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. And the Cajuns are just not quite what they had been, and I don't think that's any great shame. They lost a... Like a three plus year starter in Levi Lewis and Billy Napier and assistant coaches and running backs and offensive linemen. And, you know, a lot of people moved on and they're still trying to find their way. I think Mike Desimo's done a a good job. Could be one and two, but they are two and one. Uh, They did a great job of following a a weather delay, figuring things out against Eastern Michigan and blowing them out 49 21. But they did get uh, beat by Rice and kind of badly. Although it was a late touchdown, Rice did uh, put it away, and Rice was really in control for most of the uh, most of the ball game. They get ULM uh, in Monroe, so the Cajuns are playing ULM in Monroe this week. Never an easy game, uh, never easy travel. Although it's just a three and a half hour straight shot, uh, probably dominated by Cajuns fans, and they should get that win. We're not sure about Monroe. Monroe has played. Texas and Alabama and lost to them, as you'd expect, and then beat Nichols in between. And, you know, they had the same success against Nichols, basically, as that South Alabama did. So we're not sure where we are with ULM yet. However, the Cajuns will probably win that ballgame, setting up somewhat of a midseason showdown, not even midseason quite yet, but an early season showdown with South Alabama. So far, I'd say South Alabama is a little bit better And the Cajuns. Cajuns have the advantage because it'll be at home. Hopefully, there'll be a good crowd. You know, 15,000, 20,000 there, depending on when LSU is playing. Uh, And that's actually LSU-Auburn week, as it turns out. So, South goes into that ballgame, again, just a little bit better, right? They almost beat UCLA in the Rose Bowl, whereas the Cajuns lost to Rice on the road when they were favored by 11. Jaguars were underdogs by 15 and a half. So just based on those couple of games and what South did to, Bo- uh, to uh, Central Michigan, I think they're just a little bit better. So we'll just say for the sake of this argument and this podcast that's actually locked on Sunbelt is that South beats the Cajuns and then the schedule is set up. They won't be favoring that game, by the way. Again, it's not a, a, for, a for sure thing. I'm just posing this Thought, because this is why I think Kane Womack has a sense of urgency. Because he, he knows, basically cutting to the chase, he knows he's got something special. Following the Cajuns, they get ULM at home. South does. Then they get Troy at home. That's their big rival. Battle for the belt. And since I've been here, I don't think South Alabama has beaten Troy. So that's not for sure either. But so far, despite Troy almost beating App State, it appears... South Alabama is better than Troy, but Troy's tough. They played Ole Miss tough. They covered that ballgame. Probably should have beaten App State, but they didn't. Hail Mary. Miracle on the mountain, too. And then you do have a couple of road games at Arkansas State, which um, South may still be favored for, uh, favored by. And the game at Georgia Southern is going to be tough. But then you come home, you get Texas State. We'll be favored in that. Southern Miss will probably be favored on the road. And you come home to play ODU. This schedule... Barring injury is set up for this team to win nine or ten games in the regular season. They got one loss right now. If they get past the Cajuns with a win and start out the season four and one, they very well could finish this season ten and two. It is not a ridiculous thing. If they were playing App State and Coastal and Marshall, I'd say probably not. And if they were, you know, going to ODU, maybe. And traveling to Texas State, maybe I'd feel differently. But although they do have a tough game at Georgia Southern and Arkansas State, and especially for the Cajuns in Lafayette, this this schedule is set for South Alabama to be all in this year. Carter Bradley looks like the real deal. He He can throw with touch. He can throw it deep. LaDainian Webb, the running back getting better, getting in game shape because he was cramping up in the UCLA game, so that's important. Uh, See if the defense can do a little bit better getting off the field. But that was against UCLA. We'll see if it's different against Louisiana Tech and then the Cajuns. Because otherwise, again, this, this schedule, this season, is set up for historic season for South Alabama. Now, if they stub their toe and lose Louisiana Tech and then you know, it starts spinning out of control cuz you've lost to the Cajuns, then instead of starting out 4 and 1 or more, potentially you could have been 5 and 0 if you've beaten UCLA, but certainly 4 and 1 and you're 3 and 2 or 2 and 3, then you got to, you know, reshape your expectations. But otherwise, they are going forward and take care of Louisiana Tech. See what happens against the Cajuns, I'm expecting a win against Louisiana Tech. I don't know what's going to happen against the Cajuns. All right, the Cajuns will be favored. And depending on uh, the outcomes of these, this week's games, you know, we'll determine that line. But I'm all about uh, South Alabama this year because, and this again, the first time on Monday was the first time I saw Kane Womack visibly upset at the way his team played because he believes they can play better. It's not year one anymore. It's year two. They have a more spread out dynamic offense than just trying to throw it to Jalen Tolbert. Colin Lacey's coming on. Devin Voison's coming on. Jalen Wayne is very good. And they can uh, have a couple of different running backs uh, go at it too. So I'm looking forward to this uh, season as it rolls on. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on Locked On Sunbelt. We'll spread the wealth around. We'll try to preview. I want to preview uh, the Cajuns and uh, ULM this week uh, as well. So we will do that, uh, so we will do that uh, as the week goes on because I think that's a big ball game. And again, I'm not sure about either one of those teams. You can't really judge ULM by getting blown out by Alabama and Texas. They did a good job against Nichols. And again, I'm just a little bit uneven about what the Cajuns are, uh, the way they have played this year. Really have not played, you know, four quarters this season of Cajuns football. It just hasn't been that way. All right, we'll be back again on Thursday for another edition of Locked On Sunbelt. Thanks very much for listening.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?